We're joined by A.J. Ofadale, head coach of the Festus Tigers football team here as we preview the season. But before we look at the season, let's recap last season. I know you always lose players with graduation, but overall, what, what was the feel of the atmosphere with the team last year and, and the returners? What, what do they bring? Uh, you, you know, the, the good thing about last year is always in every season there's uh, – and this one really highlights it. But in every season, you would hope that there's some things that you can hang your hat on to build on. And then there's also some things that are going to happen that uh, are humbling. And, you know, as a coach, it's, it's your goal to try to take those humbling experiences and also flip them into something that you turn around and build on. Um, and, you know, for us, it was one of those seasons uh, where we had we accomplished just enough positive things. I think we had a, a some wins, you know, in districts. And then also, you know, Farmington's kind of been, since I've been here, it's kind of been our uh, Achilles heel big time. Uh, you know, we had this first time beating them a year ago. So I think that was a huge, uh, in our kids' mind, a huge accomplishment. They're a program that does it the right way. And so, uh, and similarly speaking, North County, who was a, a, a senior-laden group, uh, really strong team a year ago, and for us to get what I think is a little bit of an upset in districts with things that were encouraging for our kids and our program. And then, you know, the flip side, our two games against Hillsborough, our game against Jackson, um, you know, our first game, very humbling against uh, St. Jen, where they, they scorched us. Uh, I think those are things that were humbling for our kids, and we were able to use the positive and the negative to fuel our offseason uh, best off-season attendance since I've been here, most focused in the weight room since I've been here. This is the first time since I've been here uh, that we will be primarily a junior-senior-laden team. And, you know, the last two seasons, we played a lot of sophomores. We played some freshmen. And even the first year, we had a really big senior class. We also played a whole lot of young kids in, in those years as well. So this will be the first time that we're really going to be an older football team. Uh, so we're stronger. We're more confident. Um you know, we're able to do a lot more. This will probably be the most offense that I've had in since I've been here. So that feels good to have some different variations of things that we can do. Um, and yeah, so overall, you know, we, we should be a, an older, more experienced group. And the lessons we learned from last year should be ones that, you know, keep us focused for this one. What was the point of emphasis for your players on, on what they needed to work on preparing for this year? For us, it was more than anything, consistency. Uh, you know, just a building block thing, show up, be accountable. Uh, be committed to to the process of everything that you know and I think sometimes even as adults it's really easy to be results oriented and you know not value the steps that it takes to get there and uh, you know trying to really get our, our kids to understand that and for you know going into year four that's kind of been the constant refrain is like how do we build a culture that starts with commitment to the weight room commitment to physical development and then going beyond that uh you know, commitment to putting team first, commitment to, um, you know, toughing through some of the adversity that comes with playing football. Everybody's kind of banged up and bruised at some point. Can you still show up and practice? Everybody has other things that are, you know, sharing their interests. But can we, you know, put football to the forefront of our interests and uh, make sure that that's something that we're not just taking for granted, which, you know, in the past, you know, not just here, but a lot of places, you know, sometimes that happens because just to be honest, some of the other activities in terms of compared to the preparation piece of football are a whole lot easier and a whole lot more fun. So to be committed to the grind of the summer and be committed to when it's cold outside, when it's really hot, when it's raining. And, you know, also when you aren't necessarily um, getting your way, uh, you know, that's kind of been what we've really wanted to 
an area we really wanted to grow as an entire program. What does that say about the the athletes that you have to put that work in in the summer when, I mean, they could be at home swimming in a pool, relaxing, playing video games, but they're putting that work in to, to better the upcoming season? Uh, you know, for me as a coach, it's something that, um, you know, it makes you really proud of those guys. Um, and, you know, and I would say starting off with this group of kids, I wouldn't trade my group for anybody. I mean, this is the deepest football team I've coached in my coaching career. Um, you know, this is the the most positions that, um, have been contested that I've ever had in the football. And I've coached some pretty good football teams. And this by far is the most competitive and the most uh, depth that we've had, most competition, the most depth that we've had at some key spots, um, which is really exciting and fun. But it's because those guys have showed up. It's because they've guys have physically pushed themselves into a realm where they can contribute on varsity um, and lots of guys because they're third and fourth year guys now. So, um, but for me, uh, the thing that's most exciting about it and what you're really trying to get out of this at the end of the day, and it sounds cliche, but it's true. Um, and we care about winning. Don't get me wrong. But when I see young men that learn how to do this the right way, they show up all the time. They participate in the fundraisers. They go hard in conditioning. They go hard in the weight room. They push younger kids to do things the right way. They start staying away from some of the stuff that's become so common, alcohol and the drugs and the vaping and all that. You see them turning those things down because this is a little bit more important for me than, you know, as a coach, what you're doing has real meaning. You know, those are the same skills that are going to carry them on to being great fathers, great husbands, uh, great community members. And they'll turn around and they'll impart that same uh, that same ethic on their kids and any other young people that they're around. And so if you can, you know, they got roughly nine through 12, roughly 80, 85 kids right now. And if a good number of those can take that lesson and it's something that's ingrained in them and then they go out, you know, and light that candle everywhere else, then, you know, you're doing a good thing in the world. So, Coach, could you highlight some of those competitions you have that you've mentioned with the amount of, of players that have, have come back and that have really worked on it? What are some of the, the big battles that uh, some of the at certain positions you might have? You know, the, the obvious one for us and going back to a year ago is the quarterback spot. And, you know, everyone knows about Jeremiah Cunningham and Essien Smith, and they rotated every single series last year and shared snaps, and both were incredibly productive. If you, you know, put our quarterback position and make them one guy, you know, they rushed for 1,600 yards. They threw for close to 2,000 yards. Um, you know, really productive. Both made big runs and big plays, and they're both great kids. And all the things I mentioned, you could put those guys right at the top of the list in terms of guys that buy into that stuff, and that's how they do it. But the interesting thing, and, and I've had some situations where I've had, you know, I've never had it that even at the top at quarterback. I've had some situations where I've had a couple of good quarterbacks in camp, but four guys that I think you could win a game with that quarterback right now, all the way down to our freshmen. So, you, you know, Essien and Jeremiah, for sure, everyone knows. But, you know, Jackson Smith, who's now 6'2", 6'3", 200 pounds, good athlete, lefty, throws a great ball, smart kid, tough kid. Um, you know, you could win football games with Jackson Smith, that quarterback right now is a sophomore. And then Parker Perry, who was our eighth grade quarterback a year ago and has been with us all summer as a freshman, has done a fantastic job. He's polished and smooth and confident well beyond his years. And he's a guy that's going to have a fantastic career here. Um, and so there's four guys in the program that you feel confident. You know, I feel confident. I don't say it in an arrogant way, but I know there's a lot of high school programs that would love to take any one of those guys and you know we're fortunate to have all of them and then stack that different classes 
Um, so, you know, it, it kind of times up well for all those guys. But, um, you know, it, it's exciting to have that many guys at that spot. That, you know, we have five guys that can line up and play running back for us at any time. I've never had that before. I've had two and three. But, you know, five guys that, you know, all through the summer, if a guy's missing or guy's hurt, there's another one in. Or just through any rotation during practice, you don't even think about who's in it running back, and you're getting production. And we did all summer. And, uh, you know, with uh, Hayden Bates returning, who was a first-year player a year ago, has really transformed his body. He's down probably about 15 pounds. Looks great, fastest I've ever seen him. Uh, really good change of direction. Confident now after kind of knocking the rust off a year ago. Also rushed right around 700 yards for us a year ago as a first-year guy, basically. Um, but now he comes back after being a key contributor to a state championship baseball season. And, uh, you know, the confidence and the athleticism that he's displaying and the physicality he's displaying right now is really impressive. And I think he's going to have a special season for us. Avery Edwards coming off of an ACL tear, who when I first got here, uh, probably is one of the best middle school players in a decade to come through a uh, really electric football player um, with the ball in his hands. He's physical. He's not big. He's only about 160 pounds, but great speed, physical for a guy that size, strong. Uh, Leontay Williams, who will just be a sophomore, returned kicks for a year, uh, for us a year ago, had a f- fantastic offseason. Uh, he's Armand Branch's little brother um, and, you know, has a lot of that same uh, – same, <laughs> Uh, genetic makeup. He's you know catches it well, runs well, can make you miss in the phone booth. Also another kid. It's a tough kid. Landon Yates, who obviously plays slot for us, um, but you know is as good a ball carrier as we have, and so he'll get a chance to to show that this year a lot more than he has in the past. So um, between those guys and our uh, and then also a surprise for us has been younger guys have been Nemo Ford and Omari Anderson, who are also two guys, and you know. I think you could throw those guys in a varsity game and they're going to be productive. And they, and key with all these guys, they've all upgraded themselves physically and athletically and that, you know, and get out and all of a sudden it's pretty exciting. Um, and, uh, and then we also still have a freshman in Cam Yates who four years from now, we may be saying he was the best that we've had in, you know, in a decade. So, uh, and he was special at the eighth grade level a year ago. So, we're feeling really good about our running back position. You got to have depth there. You know, history shows guys are going to get dinged up, guys get tired, uh, and so we feel really good there. Our receiver position is very similar. We added, uh, we have Deshaun Bridget coming back, who rotated and uh, played a lot for us last year. Will Reese, who's our leading guy on the outside, coming back, who is you know we got him. He was five foot four and one hundred and five pounds, and all of a sudden now he's six one one seventy. One of the faster kids on our team, 36 and a half vertical, great ball skills. Um, so, you know, he'll be a good one coming back. And then we also have, uh, we have Amias Edwards, Avery's older brother, who's back now, who's another guy that, you know, was a great high jumper for us on the track team. Good speed, good ball skills. Um, and then really special surprise, anytime you can add this caliber of talent, but Hunter Bates, who's Hayden's younger brother, has decided to play football and he has been really, really good this summer. And I told him this, and I really believe it reminds me a lot of when our mod first came out and you knew right away, like, this is a special, special guy. Even though he's a first-year guy, has never done it. He's a natural. There's no chance you could ever look at Hunter Bates and think he's never played. And he's literally never played football before. And he looks like a college-level guy um, or a college prospect-level guy already. Uh, and, you know, he's 
top two or three sprinters uh, in our school a year ago on that state championship team. Uh, physical, really good basketball player for us. He's got natural ball skills, natural body control. So he's been, you know, really, really exciting. And then uh, on the defensive side, we had Jeremy Davis Mays and uh, Trey Lacey, who started as babies for us as corner at corner a year ago. And they've evolved and they're in that receiver mix as well, too. And they've made a ton of big plays for us all summer and seven on seven and any kind of practice and scrimmage that we've done. So those guys are uh, have been really uh, that position again is, is really stopped well uh, at tight end uh, primarily has been Trent Young who was a QB for us is coming off an injury he's done a really nice job catches it well physical uh, good frame and size along with uh, Aiden uh, Clifton who's a young guy who's you know still evolving and developing body wise but he's a savvy crafty player so even as a young guy he's able to get in there and be effective good ball skills uh, and then Brady Nolan, who's a starting safety from a year ago, was a sophomore starting safety for us a year ago, is kind of a hybrid tight end slot guy that we're using and doing some things with. And, you know, he's top two or three fastest guy on our team, uh, pound for pound. Again, top two or three strongest guys. And he's one of the guys that he does everything like his life depends on it. And so he's brought that same energy and playmaking to that hybrid position uh, and gives us a big playmaker in that spot, which is really, really crucial for us. So um, O-line, we're much bigger than we were a year ago. Um, we have a couple returners. Isaiah Desmarius is returning. Uh, you know, it's probably up about 20 pounds, gotten a lot stronger in the offseason, similar to Brady. Uh, and he's a kid I'm particularly proud of and just how he's evolved and how he does things and goes about it. Uh, Ezekiel Crystal Ball has emerged, and, you know, Isaiah's – Six foot, 5'11", 260. Zeke is uh, about 6'1", 260 right now. Both guys very athletic, very naturally physical, um, really good lower body strength. Uh, we have Austin Schutte, who was a guard for us a year ago, and uh, is moving him to center, really good ball handler, really athletic. Um, so he's done a nice job for us. Um, and then... Uh, we have several other guys who were defensive guys and also some young guys that are coming up competing for spots. So Carson Grass, who was our best eighth grade lineman a year ago, is just a freshman, but one of the stronger kids in the program already. And he's competing everywhere. Um, D-line, interior D-line, end, guard, tackles, played some center. And so, you know, he'll probably figure a way out there for us one way or another at one of those spots. Um, we have... Uh, Mason Winehouse is probably about 5'11", 290. Uh, we have uh, Connor Rush, who's uh, another guy's probably 5'11", 275, 280 range, and those guys are all competing for those interior spots. And then some of our starting D linemen from a year ago are factoring into those spots as, as depth or potential starters as well in terms of uh, – Xavier Gould, Rob Turner, Dante Bridget, um, and kind of from there transitioning into defense, you know, we feel like our defensive line is a, a real position of real strength and depth uh, between those guys I just named who are all returning starters. Gould and Bridget will be third-year returning starters. Uh, Rob started a year ago, uh, and Rob's about 6'2", 295 right now, has had a really good offseason, did a great job throwing the shot in the spring. Had a great job, showed up to everything all winter. Uh, 
which I was really proud of. That wasn't the case a year ago. So he's one of those kids that made a commitment to do a better job with that process. Really talented guy to begin with. Um, and then uh, at linebacker, uh, and then really actually I didn't mention the D-line mix, but probably our overall best D-lineman based on the summer is Isaiah Desmarius, who also was on that. Uh, and he played D-line, started some games for us as a freshman at D-line, rotated in some last year. But he's he's been a really solid playmaking football player in there, uh, which is good. So um, at linebacker, uh, lots of options. We got uh, Mason Shermer coming back as a starter. Uh, Carter White, who was a starter for us in a couple of games, got banged up a little bit, but's been really productive. Uh, Mason's probably you know six three, and he was you know all state in baseball a year ago. Uh, started for us as a freshman in football in the last couple of years, but he's six two, probably about two forty five to two fifty right now. You know, kind of like a true old school Mike linebacker, absolute plug guy. You know, flat out hit you. Um, you know, instinctual, great personality. So, uh, and then Carter, really instinctual, flies around, plays hard, good tackler. Uh, understands balls, really been committed to what we're doing, undersized but really solid football player um, and really good in small space. Uh, we'll also uh, have Hayden Bates going there some, Austin Schutte will go there some, and then Kyler Bradshaw, who's a younger player, this is a sophomore, has done well for us there as well. So between uh, those five guys right now, uh, you know, we'll, we'll come up with two guys to start and a couple other guys that will sub, so we'll have a little depth there. Um, and then at the nickel spot, uh, several guys factoring in. Uh, Tyler Reese, who started there a year ago, is competing with Avery Edwards there. Uh, and we also have uh, Deshaun Bridget, who's played there some, as well as uh, Jackson Reese, who moved from corner to play there. So uh, that position is a position that's contested and got some guys that can play there. Uh, and then our secondary, a uh, lot of experience, a lot of speed, a lot of athleticism. Uh, a year ago, you know, it was kind of a with our corners with Jeremy uh, Davis, Jeremy Davis Mays and Trey Lacey. We knew they were going to be really good football players, but they had never touched a weight in their life. They were young, skinny, small guys, but good players. But we knew that was, you know, going to be holding your breath every week, especially when you play some of the better receivers. But they held their own and did a good job and competed. And now, uh, you know, based on the summer, we feel like we have some advantage guys out there that are much bigger, much stronger, much faster, more polished, more confident. Um, and we feel confident that every time we line up, we can put those guys in a one-on-one -on -one situation and they'll hold up. And then that safety with Brady Nolan and Landon Yates coming back, you know, we feel like that's also uh, two guys that give us an advantage in most games with their speed, instinct, tackling ability, coverage ability. Um, so, you know, overall, we're like really excited about this group. We feel like we have a chance. We'll play some, have some tough games, so we'll have to earn whatever we get. I don't think anything will be easy for us. You know, Farmington will be drastically improved. They were really young, and they'll get a whole lot better. Their young levels were really good. The young kids that played in their program, so they'll be, I think, a lot like us, good depth, um, good talent. Hillsboro's got some really big-time guys coming back. They lost some big-time guys, but uh, the Brown brothers and, uh, Saharski a receiver. Uh, their line is all the interior guys are back, so Hillsboro's going to be really tough. North County always comes up with something, and they were really good at the younger levels. Uh, Jackson is Jackson. Uh, you know, with Ryan Nesbitt there, that you know, 
I think Eckley is a Hall of Fame coach, so losing him, there's always, you know, a transitional period. But, you know, Ryan Nesbitt is a future Hall of Fame coach. Uh, there's no question about it. He's one of the best guys in the state, and he'll take that baton and run with it so they'll be as formidable as ever with him. Uh, so, you know, uh, and I probably hope St. Jen, who we has <laughs> – Thumped us two years in a row. It's, you know, Jay Pope is a great young coach, and he does some really good things. They have a great plan, uh, and they'll be more than ready for us. Um, so that, you know, we open up with a tough one, and then psh, Valley. So, you know, who, again, another Hall of Fame coach, and Judd, ne- Judd Nager and their young guys were really, really good. They graduated a lot, but that, you know, as anybody will tell you, and as we found out firsthand, doesn't matter. They'll be Valley, and... They'll be well coached. Their kids will fly around and play the right way, and they'll be talented, and uh, they will be as good as what we see all year. So, uh, you know, first two games out the gate, uh, you know, we'll figure out what we are. Is it anything different from a year ago, which we, we really believe that we will be, but, you know, you got to get it done on the field. So, so. Coach, uh, you just ran down the entire roster. Now, you got me buying in now, sir. Uh, where's the team at as far as uh, expectations on the season, and what do you expect from them? Um, you know, and anybody that knows me, uh, I think there's two things. One, I always, I always bet on my guys. I always think that every single game, I don't care who it is, I think somehow, some way, we're going to win this football game. I've, every single game I've ever coached, I've felt that. I've never walked into a game and said, man, we ain't going to win this one. I've, every single time I think the plan is right. I think our kids will find something. And so um, so there's going to always be that with me. But I say that to say I'm also a realist, and I think there's a big difference between thinking you got a shot in every game and expecting to be able to compete with everybody at our level on the state this year, in the state. And I really believe we have a group that can compete for a state championship. I believe that we have a group that has the physical talent to line up and compete with anybody that we'll see at the Class 4 level, provided we're still at the Class 4 level. But I really sincerely believe that. I think that's the expectations in our locker room. Uh, I think those are realistic expectations. And I think everyone also knows what we do over the next eight to 12 weeks, how we handle it. Because uh, for me as a coach and, you know, being an educator more than anything else in this, uh, it's one thing if you go into a season and you know you're going to beat everybody that you play and you don't have to do it the right way, um, you know, there's something about that that just ain't the same. There's something about that that, you know, you're on cruise control, you're getting it done, it doesn't challenge you, it makes you get sloppy. We're in a situation that if we do it the exact right way, if we have everyone bought in, if everybody practices hard and conditions hard and practices focused and embraces their role, embraces the assignments that they're given, masters their technique and their assignments, if everybody does the right thing in terms of that over the next eight to 12 weeks, we will be in position to compete. We've got to stay healthy. So there's that that part that you don't control. But um, if we do the things that we do control and then, God willing, we have the ability to stay healthy and everything in, in place and no surprises, you know, we would put ourselves in position to compete for a state championship. And so to me, that's the best feeling in the world as a coach is where you have the challenge of got to do this right, got to keep everybody on point every single day. Um, because there's a lot of coaches right now that are looking at their situation right now and they're saying, we don't have a chance. We, we don't. Hope springs eternal, but D1 
deep down, I know we don't have a chance. And so uh, we're not that. We're, we're someone that I think we'll be able to compete with everybody on our schedule based on our ability. And if we don't, you know, it was something within our control that we didn't take care of. So, Coach, thank you so much. That's A.J. O'Fadale, head coach of the Festus Tigers.